This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast with your hosts, Chase Aguirre and Mike Urtaza. Welcome, Chase. Um, welcome, listeners. We are back. Uh, we have gone through every division. You know what we hate. You know what we like. Uh, you might call us haters. You might call us homers. But we are here, and now we're moving on to uh, you know training camp news as well as our running back tier list for fantasy football. That's what we're talking about today. So uh, Chase, I know Chase is really passionate about this subject with with Zeke and his contract holdout. Um, so Chase, I know you've been fighting some haters on Twitter about it. You believe this contract gets done within the next week or so. I, I, I think August 6th and Mike Fisher, Patrick Walker, if you don't follow those guys on Twitter for Cowboys news, you definitely should. Actually, Patrick just got a job the other day. He's going to be doing CBS Sports, um, writing for all the teams now, but he's still going to do Cowboys coverage. But he's been one of the, my favorite follows. Him and Fish are locked in to the Cowboys, their knowledge, everything. Mm-hmm. And basically what they've been piping is, look, August 6th, the date to worry about is August 6th. August 6th is the day that if Ezekiel Elliott does not show up for training camp by August 6th, essentially I think 30 days um, from the first game of the regular season, he will lose a year of free agency. So he will, the Cowboys will have him for another year essentially, which makes me think, look, he's going to have to come to some, there's going to have to be someone that's going to have to bend. The Cowboys really, for the most part, have the leverage. And I hate saying yeah, that and about Jerry teams, Jones came out that, saying that you don't need to win a Super see, Bowl. See, with a, that's another thing I wanted. To, that he, that, if you listen to the whole quote, he never said that. He said that, but he, he didn't, didn't it, say he that. He didn't mean it with exactly. the way it, they they like. Obviously, it. he knows Zeke is important to this team. Mm-hmm. He knows that he Zeke. Is the team. He it, <laughs> he's not the entire team, but in order to to any team needs a solid running back. I get the Patriots have done it with the three guys, and the Patriots Four are guys. just different, and that's fine. <laughs> but Nine times out of ten, you need a solid, definitive, not necessarily workhorse, but a solid running back in the backfield. If you don't have a solid running back, for the most part, your offense can't flow. Well, I, I, I would me, take that to an let, exception. Let me, let me, let me, I, I get yeah. it. There's some teams that you know have three really good backs, and that works, and that's fine. But for the most part, you you really do need a solid running back. And that's why I think the Cowboys know this, and Zeke well, also knows More that especially to their offense and that's fine but I, but I think that, that that's what separates the Cowboys from other teams is sure. having an Ezekiel Elliott I think that's beneficial to them mm-hmm. and I think that's why they if they ever figure out how to be creative on with with the weapons they have and Dak and and that offense that's where they can be the most lethal offense in the league and that's why yeah. I think that but, they can separate themselves but going back Zeke. to the contract um that you expect them to sign him to a higher guarantee and uh-huh. a lower annual actual. I think uh, his average. Sorry to interrupt you. But I think his average annual value will be at right around Gurley. Probably not. If it's above Gurley, it'll literally be right above it. Maybe like a million over it. But where he's gonna break the reset the market in in some mm-hmm. aspects is with his guaranteed money, and that's where I think they're gonna they're gonna come like is he probably you know saying hey look I want to get paid like the best running back in the league and the guy was like okay well here's how we can do that we can give you 
more guarantees. We can give you more money up front. And I think that's where it's going to happen. I think that's, that's the, the one thing done. that players in the past decade had focused more is on the annual amount, which to me doesn't mean no, anything. No, it doesn't matter. Because that doesn't give you any leverage long term. Could you pull up um, off the top of your head? Uh, Gurley's, Gurley's Gurley makes, I think, 14 get, a year. No, not, for, um, not his, his average. His guarantee. Guarantee. Yeah, I'll bring it up right now. Because then, um, I, cause then I, I can throw out a number that I think his guaranteed will be. I think it'll be probably about another five, maybe ten million more guaranteed, give or take. I don't think it'll be insane above what Gurley. But you think if if Zeke's getting his total guarantees at forty five million. I his, think I think you can put Zeke. At it that. was four years at fifty seven uh, with uh, forty five years. So That's I, all. I think the Cowboys could do something like 50. three for like fifty fifty five million a year that's like 15 million I would a year though, that zeke is probably looking for a four to five year contract with me, and maybe do in that case maybe my only look on the cowboys 60. side and this is the way i see it is that i would personally really fuck i would i would rather pay him more yearly than give him more guarantee because that means i'm stuck with him for for as long as the guarantees are paid out uh-huh. So that I mean that's where the breakdown is. I mean there could be an option yearly that you know pushes the guarantees right. that where the Cowboys can opt out. But on Zeke's side and what players are going to be fighting for this next decade is more on the guarantee side, mm-hmm. where they're looking they want leverage on how long they will actually be stuck on that contract. They want it to be like on on the basketball end where fully guaranteed contracts make a hundred percent more sense on the player's end, but it makes no sense on, on the team's end. Of course. So it's going to be kind of, you know, figuring out that portion of it. Um, I would assume though. Yeah. He, he'll probably, he'll probably, if they, I don't know if the Cowboys offered him Gurley's contract, would he take it? The exact contract. He would probably want a little bit more guaranteed money. At, I, I, I think that, that from what I've been reading and from the reports I've seen, it sounds like he, that, Zeke's camp and maybe not Zeke in particular, but Zeke's camp is upset with Gurley's contract because of how much it messed up, how much how how it bad it's structured, and I think that that's what Zeke's contract will be different. And oh, what do you mean by bad it's structured? I, I think I think it was bad uh, structured as far as um, honestly I I didn't really read into into well not read into it but where where um, so I'm I'd trying you- I'm trying to think of the guy that that put it out there that said that. Essentially, that Zeke's camp. Well, is the the diff- it looks upset like with how how bad the his, Gurley's contract. The looks. Gurley's contract, half of it is uh, is signing bonus, which is um you know every year it's about five million starting 2019, five, five, four, five, and then 2023 is at seven, um, but his actual guarantees, you know, and maybe that maybe that's where it says the guaranteed money. But I, 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 again. I mean, there's dead cap space up until 2022 for Gurley's, uh, but you know it's only four million. Really, after after 2020, they could technically get out of the Gurley contract because it would only, you know, after 2020, it's only 25 million in in dead cap space. And maybe, space the, and maybe they're looking at it from the players' aspect of Look, that 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 owners shouldn't be able to do something like that and maybe that's where they're upset but i, 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 I don't couldn't. have any problem with look end of the day he's it's going to be tough for a running back and maybe zeke completely changes the game here for that position but it's hard for a, for me to see a team provide a running back with long-term high guarantee contracts just because it just doesn't make sense i just for think, that i just think there's a couple running backs when you look at them that change that and zeke and to me, that Zeke and Gurley that before his well, arthritis, that that they're yeah. just different. Well, that's the big issue just with built different with with. There's a couple things though. The 
the league is completely changing to a multi you know running back system we've seen this for this past decade which completely devalues them but at the same time it's not because running backs are getting targeted way more now than they did a decade ago they're being a lot more active in the receiving game you know which kind of makes them a little more important but it's going to be interesting when kamara's contract comes up and you know he could say he's a, a receiver and try to get valued at that i we'll see how that plays out for um last thing i'll say about this is look you like you said r- running backs are getting devalued but for the most part that is true but for me when there's running backs like a todd Gurley, like a ezekiel elliott i would even throw Kamara and christian mccaffrey in there guys that just can do it all and that are just you you pay the money for that the only problem here is Every year, there's always the, a back in mid-round to, you know, a, a undrafted player that ends up starting, that ends up being one of the top 10 backs in the league. That's my only one if. There's always there's always opportunity to find talented players because those players are being devalued. I mean, yeah. if you, it, back in the day, running backs were the first pick in the draft. Now, they're hardly even drafted in the first round at this point unless there's, you know, a talented back that can completely change your... Your team like Saquon or, or Zeke. So, um, like I said, it's going to be, it'll be interesting if this contract, you know, if they finally get an agreement within the next week or so. I'm going to assume it they ha- it just happens. I, I care, I want to see how it get, kind of plays out because really, this is affecting Melvin Gordon. This is going to affect every running back that's potentially in the next decade. So, we'll see how this plays out. Um, but moving on. It looks like we are having some injuries in camp. Um, you know, we all heard about AJ Green, and so he'll probably be out till potentially week one or two. He he might be back. I'm gonna guess on a safe side. I would I would assume he's out for at least the first couple weeks of the season. Just mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine which is gonna you know make the Bengals not any better. It's gonna be tough, and then he you know he's gonna kind of be rusty because he's not playing. I would I I would agree with you. I would say the 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 best case scenario is he's ready week one. The most likely or probably worst case scenario is that he probably misses anywhere from two to three weeks. Yeah, I would agree. Right with that. now he'll be out till the beginning of season, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, hopefully, I know he had a procedure done today, so uh, so we'll see. They say he's on track to start week one, yeah. but like I said, we'll have to wait and see how how it's he kinda, progresses. Especially since you know it's a new system, it's a new offense. Yeah. It's gonna affect that whole, you know, that whole team. I'm curious to see how this plays out, especially Mixon. I mean, now they're and we'll get into the, yeah. the fantasy aspect. So, of that too. Um, anything else you want to speak to? I know uh, the Seahawks first rounder got injured, but it looks like he's fine. Um, I know Rico Gathers for the Cowboys has an ankle injury, which I don't really care too much about. That I don't think Rico Gathers is gonna figure too much into the offense this year with Witten back and Jarwin and Schultz there. I think Gathers is probably probably not gonna be too long for the roster. Um, but I did see before I came in here that Taco was holding his back uh, towards the end of training oh, camp. God. He's not going to. They're going to cut but, his ass. But, but again, to me, those are two guys that I really don't figure to you know be Taco. Too, be Taco too long. was. They were trying to offload him this yeah, summer. Like I mean, this this as, fall, if, this if spring. It's not, so. If it's not a Demarcus Lawrence or a Tyron Crawford, at this or, point, Taco's probably yeah. outside looking in. Would you now, say? Yeah, Taco, one hundred percent. Yeah, they, they're so deep with Tristan Hill now, and even Joe Jackson has been looking good in camp too. And I think that um, the other guy that I'm excited about is John Vea Johnson. 
the receiver, mm-hmm. he's looking impressed. Him and Guyton are looking really impressive. We'll see how, because, you know, I, I will see how if they continue to look this well into preseason games, then we'll start, yeah, you know, including them higher. But um, what's the concern with Andrew Luck? He has not practiced. He's had a calf injury since, I believe, training, uh, yeah, training, t- training camp during the spring. So, you know, he's missed two practices already. Any concern? I I want to I want to wait and see what it looks like closer to when he practices closer to not necessarily that but see what his status looks like whether he's able to practice and how he looks and all that and maybe if he plays a preseason game mm-hmm. before I start you know jumping to conclusions but with the fact that he's had injury issues in the past it, after the year that he had last year I mean it, it's got to be a little concerning as a Colts fan mm-hmm. and definitely possible his possibility for being drafted in fantasy too I mean. Depending on what ends up happening. So, um, any risers right now for fantasy? Again, that you're seeing. I, I'm not. I'm maybe not. Nate, I'm, mine is Nathan P- uh, Pat- Patterman. Maybe he'll start over Carr. Gruden is really loving this guy. In all seriousness, um, I've been beating the drum for Michael Gallup as possibly the solid number two in the Cowboys' offense, who should be a. I mean, who's going to beat him out at this point? There's, I, I mean, Randall Cobb's going to be more of a slot he's guy. He's a slot player. He's uh, John Vea Johnson and Guyton are looking good, but I still think they're probably going to be, you know, more bodies. They're going to have their struggles. They're gonna, and they're going to be on special teams more. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I think Michael Gallup has a chance to, if he's connected on that deep ball with that Prescott, he he's going to be that deep threat that, you know, is going to be able to put up touchdowns in fantasy this year. And I think, you know, that he'll be that guy that maybe has a, can maybe have a game where he puts up like three catches for a hundred yards and two touchdowns, and you're just like, "Whoa, what happened?" And you know, just, just I wouldn't say draft him hella early or draft him as more than maybe a flex guy or mm-hmm. maybe a backup receiver, but you know, he's a guy you may want to put on your roster depending on how this Cowboys offense looks going into yeah. preseason. So uh, Donald Penn signed with the Redskins because Trent that. Williams is mm-hmm. holding out. I, I mean. He probably fit in fine, and he's a good short term. Hopefully, Trent Williams shows up, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, the Saints cut Cameron Meredith. Meredith, um, I would assume he's going to go to the Giants with Golden Tate. Probably going to be suspended for the first four games, um, and then Alfred Morris signed with the Cowboys, which to me is uh, not that no. You know, who cares? Right. He ain't going to make the team. Even you know, regardless. Um, and the big one, Theo Riddick got cut by the the Lions. Mm-hmm. So that's to me is huge. That's a huge good news for Carry On Johnson. Yeah, now I'm 100 percent sold on Carry On. That's why um, when we talk about fantasy, that's why I mm-hmm. I put him in my where I put him in our tier rankings because I was gonna have him probably one tier below that depending on that Theo Riddick situation. Yeah. But now I'm fully 100. percent I on, think on him. Uh, the problem is now is he's probably gonna be. St- rising in in adp which kind of scares me yeah how high is this guy gonna go because i believe he was going in like the fourth round which was like a steal he's probably gonna go in the back of the second now would be my guess and you know that's based based off of my tiers which we'll go into Mm -hmm. um he's probably gonna be a little bit higher than i'd like no yeah that and that's like Which I said, is, you all, you you have to wait and see, mm-hmm. or not wait and see necessarily, but like how your draft goes and see where you know maybe you could feel comfortable. But that's why them. we have these, these conversations. But that's why we have these conversations, and that's and why that's we why should have do, mock drafts. And that's why we have mock drafts. And mm-hmm. uh, not that Sleeper app is our sponsor, but we I consider it as a uh, a great option for you if you haven't used it. You can do your mock drafts, that's everything there. Not that this is an ad, uh, but that's what we use to do mocks. If you haven't listened to our pod. 
Uh, earlier this week, we did a, a mock draft with the Sleeper app, so use that. Um, but going Definitely. into uh, our tiers, uh, we're going to talk about our running back tiers, and we'll provide our you know our quarterbacks, our tight ends, all that, our receivers here in the, within the next few days, and we'll continue to update. We're just going to do our top four tiers, for running which backs. is around 15 players, I would assume. Or I think I have like 20. Or around there, something like that. Um, so with Tier 1, I would assume our tiers are fairly s- the same for Tier 1. Um, I have Saquon as my number 1, Zeke's my number 2, McCaffrey 3, and Alvin Kamara as 4. Yeah, I, I added two guys in there that you don't have. I have. Oh, Le- you have more than that? I have Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson as well. Oh, dang. Yeah. See, to me, with Tier 1, they have like no bust. Like They are going to be... A top five back, no worries, or at least top ten, and they're not. There's not any questions. Would you like me to tell you why I have Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson sure. in my tier one? Not that you care too much. Go for it. For me, Le'Veon Bell got the contract he wants. He's coming off a year where he didn't play literally at all. I think he's going to be in in line for a good workload, considering he didn't. He had a full year off essentially. And then for David Johnson, I think from what he had last year to the fact that the Cardinals did get a little bit better, got a better quarterback now. They did add some to the offensive line, but as bad as David Johnson was last year, I think at worst, he's still a tier one this year with with potential. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking news, it looks like AJ Green is going to be missing a few games. Um, Ian Rappaport said that he had surgery and bust what they found clean on the ankle. He is now expected to miss a few games. So Niners miss out on, they play the Bengals week two, so I'm happy about that. But moving back to tier ones, the, the, the reason why, look, are my tier twos, which we'll all go over real quick. David Johnson's my, uh, my number five back. Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, James Conner. The reason I just don't have David Johnson or or Bell in in the tier one is not because they're t- not talented. Um, the big question is, I'm not sure how Le'Veon Bell is gonna you know work with Adam Gase. I'm not sure. He he hasn't never produced as a number one back, you know, con- consistently rolling with one person as his bell cow. That's what I'm concerned about. Um, now, things can change here in, in the preseason. I, I want to see consistency. I want to see how they kind of use him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I you know, he's missed the season. Not that that's going to affect him. Probably going to be better for him. That, no, I agree. Um, I think it's going to be better for him. And then for David Johnson, man, he's had... What two seasons ago he had his surgery that he went out week one he was out for the season last year he just look he was in a bad offense I get it um, that's why I have him in tier two it to me tier twos aren't just perfect they're not perfect backs they're not you know there there's no question marks I do have question marks on them that's why I have him as tier two but I have him as a, a you know number one on my tier two I just think if you have to decide between Le'Veon Bell and like a Joe Mixon. You still got to take Le'Veon Bell. I still believe that. That's... Yeah, I have. Uh, so I have David Johnson at five, Melvin Gordon at at six, Le'Veon Bell at seven, Joe Mixon at eight, James Conner at nine. Uh-huh. If I did okay. that correctly, yeah. What was your tier two? My tier two is uh, Mixon, Gordon, uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Nick Chubb, and James Conner. And why would you put Dalvin Cook in there? What What's your? I just think he's. I've, I've never believed that he's really an injury issue uh-huh. as far as, you know, staying healthy. I think he had one freak injury, and then last year he was a beast when he when he was play, when he was on the— when, he, when he's not injured. Well, he wasn't injured last yeah. year. He was, I get When you. he came back from his injury, he was solid, and he was putting up huge games. I think I remember he beat me in a couple big games down the stretch because someone had him and, and stashed him or picked him up on a—or or had him stashed, you know, later. But I just— 
I I would fully have him as a as a number two running back in fantasy this year, hundred percent. Now Nick Chubb, I, I totally I love Nick Chubb. Um, I'm just a little more concerned on um, uh, what's his name? I can't even think of it. The one that's suspended. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. I'm a little concerned down the stretch when he comes back from suspension. Which is why I would yeah. have him as my number two. I, I, like the, my yeah. guys in tier two are the guys I want to draft as my number two running back. Well, well, I, I would. My first two tiers are basically number one backs. Basically, they are players that you're drafting as your number one back. Mm. Um, my tier three is more of like you. They're like low end ones, high end twos. Um, Nick Chubb, look, he's to me if he has the backfield. He he has a potential to be the top back in this this draft, on this in this fantasy league, um, but there's to me it's just it's too much. I'm a little more scared on I'm, who's taking goal line, who's taking, you know, because they're they're fairly similar players. See, I can see what you're saying for if when Cream comes back as far as like maybe goal line mm-hmm. carries and stuff like that, but. If Nick Chubb performs how he has the last year or so that he's been in fantasy for the first six weeks, they're they're going to really be hard pressed to not, well, to sit not necessarily sit him yeah. but take too much time away from him. Sure, which I, makes and, him still a solid back for me. And then also on top of that, there, there's talent on that team. So, but th- if see, they don't for, need to run, they may not need see, to. See, for me, I like having more talent in the receiving core on a team that has a good running sure. back because that means that the running back's going to have more holes to hit. When he does yeah. get to run, and then if even if he gets 20, 25 carries, he may still hit 100 yards. Did you have James Conner in your tier two? I had him at the end of my tier two. I two. know you didn't like James Conner. Why did you put him in tier and two? And I'm going to tell you, just like I put Nick Chubb ahead of him in tier in my tier two, is because he you lost Antonio Brown. Juju Smith is basically the only guy that can spread the field. Mm-hmm. And I just find it hard to believe that he's going to be able to have the same success with an aging Ben Roethlisberger with a... Another year of an older offensive line, which is still solid, but I, sure. I just I just think that they're going to be more inclined to try to stop the running game, most teams that play the Steelers this year, and make them beat them through the air. And until that they prove that they can do that, it's going to be tough for me to see Connor having huge games. I think I, I think he could have similar to what David Johnson had last year. If you want my honest opinion, I I think he could he could literally have games where he, he rushes twenty times for forty yards and maybe. We'll get a touchdown and then I'll save his game. To me, I think James Conner could end up as one of the top five backs in this draft. I mean, I'm not saying he can't. I just I I want to see it sure. first. Um, I, to me, I, I believe what I saw last season that he could continue. My only concern is on the receiving end. If they're gonna put Samuel out there or him out on third down, and, or, and, and that's not that's even my con- only concern. That's why I have him as a tier and two. And that's not even cons- uh, for the fact that he was hurt a lot last year too, and sure. then Jalen Samuel came out, so now they got another guy that they can look at but too. So that's my only concern is just Jalen Samuel taking maybe you know some receptions, especially on a half point or full point PPR. League. I think he could take some carries uh, too. That's my only concern. It's why I don't have James Conner as a tier one or you know a high end tier two. Okay. Um, but I, I look if I'm at the back end of the draft and I get stuck with James Conner, I'm happy with it. I mean, 100%. He, has, he has the potential to me to be the number one back. If, in, he, in if this. he's if if I'm drafting in the late second round and need a second running back and he's there, I'll I'll take him. I do believe that I don't think Antonio Brown's gonna have more effect on him more, as more as it'll have more effect on Juju. I I, I think it, I think Juju's the one that's gonna be right now. He's being overdrafted. I no, think he's like the number no, six receiver. Agree. I agree from that aspect too. I, I just don't think there's too many guys in that Steelers offense that I would draft high. 
I mean, it, look, if Juju was at maybe the 10th receiver, I would probably, uh, in eight, you know, I would probably take him. But where he's going, he's going at the bottom of the second. I just don't see him. No. I, third, and look, he, he produced time. last season, and I'm not, I'm not taking that away from him, but if I'm looking to draft, you know, Antonio Brown or Juju, I'm probably going to take Antonio Brown or Tyreek Hill over Juju. Antonio Brown, I still think, will be the number one receiver drafted in most leagues. Other than no, maybe DeAndre Hopkins. he's not. He's not. He's going. Man, he's going in the second. Crazy, and look, it's it's me. because he's going to a different offense. But look, you get him in the second. That's not. That's not bad. And it, it, it's nothing to take away Antonio Brown. I think there's just a lot of good receivers this year. A lot of hype. There's a lot. A, of, there's a lot of good receivers. But I hope someone lets Antonio Brown slip to the question, like second, early third. Do you think? I would love. Would it. you take? And that, this is getting off topic. But would you take Tyreek Hill or Antonio Brown? If. Both are healthy. Yeah, both healthy. I'm probably going to take Tyreek Hill just because of the Mahomes factor. Yeah. But if it wasn't for Mahomes, I, sure. I mean, obviously that's taking like, oh, if it mm-hmm. wasn't for Derek, whatever. But like the fact that he has the probably the best quarterback for fantasy and is going to get a lot of targets. But if it wasn't for that, I mean, Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown. Because to me, I think there is a drop off between, and you probably don't agree, but big from Big Ben to Derek Carr. Of course. So I, that's my big thing, and then he's not going to an offense that is, you know, throwing the ball around as, as much as he like. But to so. but but to that, I will say if Derek Derek Carr is now a full year off of that injury, and if he's more confident, the dude can sling it. When the dude is healthy, he's a top. And has off, well, my big thing is the offensive line with him. I, he gets again, he gets it, happy feet when they, he has pressure in his face. And that's where he, he dumps down to his running back quite a lot, especially in the Gruden offense. We shall see. Um, that's all I'm going to leave So, we'll tier see. three, I have Nick Chubb, Delvin Cook, Todd Gurley, Carrion Johnson, Devontae Freeman, and Aaron Jones. My tier three is Todd Gurley, Damian Williams, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, Devontae Freeman, Carrion Johnson. Fairly quick. I think the only difference is Damian Williams and Marlon Mack for mine. Again, for me, if, if they're the starter, regardless of whether they may lose some touches here and there, I'm going to take him as a one or two running back because you Ooh. want as many guys that are going to be starters as you possibly can get. So, yeah, to me, tier three and tier four are your, basically your number twos. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if you do get stuck, if you do somehow end up with these guys at ones, I mean, there is some potential in the tier three. I mean, like Nick Chubb could be uh, – he he probably going to be end up with a top ten back if everything goes well. Delvin Cook, there's just a lot of – this. Tier three to me is a huge boom bust aspect. Can, can I can I explain my more explain my tier two like Cooks and, and Go stuff for like it. that? My thing is, and it's it's been more true in leagues like my dad's league, where everybody seems to take other positions before running backs and doesn't value running backs as much. Sorry about that, but doesn't value running backs as much. So when you get to like the late second round, there's and you've already taken your first running back. Mm-hmm. Guys like Cook or Chubb are still there. That's why I put him in tier two because I consider those guys all right. Guys, I want as my team as a as my yeah. second running back. the the first The first options I want as my second mm-hmm. running back, but also guys look I, later in rounds that if I need my first running back, that I would have no problem drafting. As yeah, my first tier three back. ends up being their t- look. Tier three. Let me, let me correct myself. Tier three are ones and twos. Basically, they're the number one back. They're a low end one, high end twos. But there's a lot more boom-bust aspect of that. There you go. Um, Delvin Cook is a huge boom-bust aspect. Look, he's healthy. He's probably a top 10 back. If he's not, then you know, you're know you probably going to want to pick up the handcuff that you don't even know who it is and what they're going to produce. And my thing with fantasy is any year, any dude can get hurt. Sure. We've seen it. 
So for me, I'm going to trust what I've seen on the tape and when they look good. And like you said, the boom bust. What? I'm going to, and that's how you win fantasy leagues sure. is taking chances like that and not being scared. Um, Todd Gurley, we both have him in, in tier three. What was your reasoning for putting him there? Just, just the arthritis, man. Just that. that you just that. don't know because he, look, he's going to have games where he, uh, he looks himself like last season. He blows up and he has a couple touchdowns. Um, he, he has a hundred yards receiving, you know. Um, and then there'll be a game. I feel like he's just not going to get as many carries. Uh, they're probably going to load manage him. And another thing for me is I think Goff is going to be throwing a lot more this year. I think Goff is going to have a huge year. And I've actually put, when we talk about quarterbacks, I've actually put him up in closer to my, to my top 12, top 13 fantasy quarterbacks this year. A guy that I well, actually I think, might I think Goff will ends up, you know, between 5 and 10. Yeah, I think that's he's where he's solid. at. He's um, solid. And he added, and with another, having Cooper Cup healthy for a full year. Where do you have uh, Devontae Freeman? You have him in your I have three? him right at the end of my tier three with Carryon Johnson. And for me, those guys, especially now with Theo Riddick getting mm-hmm. essentially taken to the side, are going to be the guys that are probably going to be workhorses. So Devontae Freeman, I think he's going in the third round, which is crazy because I think he's a low in one. But, I think he, he, if you get, you somehow end up with drafting a receiver in the first round, and let's say you go. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in the second, and you get Devontae Freeman in the third, I think you're feeling pretty... Like, you get Hopkins, Mahomes, and, and Devontae Freeman, you can survive. You no. can you end up having a number one back you drafted in the third and that's, round. And that's the guys like Cook, and I know less to you, but for me, the guys like Cook and the guys like Chubb are those guys as well. Like, if I, get, if I draft a receiver in the first round and then for some reason want to take Mahomes in the second round and Cook or Chubb are sitting there... I feel pretty comfortable with those three guys as my starting. So Damian Williams, you have him in your tier three, right? Damian Williams, I have him in my tier three. To me, he, he scares me a little bit, but I understand why he's there. I would be, because look, tier three are low-end ones, high-end twos. It's, I, I find him more as a low-end or a mid, I'll say low-end two. I think he just scares me too much that I can see him losing his job. Where if I'm drafting him at the back of the second, I'm like, I would rather go and... I, and draft a you know a higher tiered receiver than him, and that's why I have him as a, a tier four. I have him as tier four because I see him as as my as one of my top guys. I would want as my second running back. I, I I would fully be comfortable having him as my second running back, knowing I'm probably going to draft another couple guys with potential slash whatever. Mm-hmm. So you take that boom bust chance, and with Mahomes in that offense, they're always going to have goal line chances. He's always going to have chances to, you know, score touchdowns. Sure, that's, he that's may, why he has the high end that, value. That, but, there you go. But to me, I think... If he, he were in any other offense, exactly. I wouldn't put him there. I don't think he's as talented as as we, you know, he's ranked. I think because of the situation he's in, he's going he's gonna to be drafted based off that. Put it this way. If you put Nick Chubb in there, in that in the, sure. in the, in the Chiefs offense, I would probably have him as a tier two. Uh, but the only... Look, and if you look at his backup... Which is Carlos or, Hyde. Sorry, and Carlos, uh, Hyde's, one guy. Carlos Hyde's been one of the worst running backs in the league in the past few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. I think his yards per carry were like fairly low. It's like close to 3.0. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's a player that is going to take his job. But if, let's say, a player that... I don't know if they drafted a running back later in the I draft. I think they have a third string guy that's I think there that, that could potentially could, yeah. eventually take over... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little more fearful because I don't find him a, as talented as, as these other backs that we're speaking about, uh, which moves me to Marlon Mack. I have him in Tier 4. You have him in Tier 3. I love Marlon Mack. Um, and look, there's not, you know, 
Wait, are we talking about tier fours right now? Or tier uh, are, is Marlon Mack in your tier three? He's or in four? my tier three. Yeah, he's in tier four for me. I'm just going oh, over him. Okay. Um, I I love him. His injury concern is my only question mark. It's his look. If he's on the field, he he's probably a top fifteen back. Uh, I, I'm not fearful that they they didn't go out and sign anybody. They didn't go out and draft anybody. They do have two young guys from last season, Naheem Hines, and um, another guy that they drafted last year. So I don't think you know if he's healthy, it's his it's his ball, it's his game. I'll put the same thing with Marlon Mack as I put with Damian Williams. He's in. He has Andrew Luck as his quarterback. So as to long me, as you have an offense yeah. that you're going to be scoring points, you want running backs. But like look, that. Marlon Mack is is a talented. He's way more talented than Damian. I mean, Williams, he is. No, but I, but I'm saying that, sure. I have my tiers from tier one guys where it's like no matter what the offense, they're great. No, tier two, the offense is pretty good, but there's some yeah. injury concerns. Tier three. They're in a great offense, but I don't necessarily like the name. And then tier four is the guys that, now, not, that um, need to bounce back. Look, the two, the top three tiers are potentially uh, the first two are are a more high end, um, top tier one running backs. Tier three is still a a, a low end one. Tier four to me, they're just tier twos, or or you you might end up drafting as flexes, but tier twos. Mm-hmm. This is where you're trying to get in the third and fourth round. Uh, I think I would I would love to take Marlon Mack because he has this very much high upside, mm-hmm. where I think Damian Williams doesn't necessarily. Um, but in the tier four, I have Damian Williams, Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Mark Ingram, and Chris Carson. Those guys, I put them there for for the reason that I believe they they can produce and be you know they can be a higher tier than that they are outside of Damian Williams because <laughs> I. I really see he, he he's not really ha- he doesn't have more than where he's at. I, I think that's where he's gonna end up being. I think he's a top probably top twenty back. I don't think he's gonna be a top ten back outside of him producing a ton of touchdowns because of goal line carries. Um, Jess Jacobs, I think he's gonna have an opportunity to be the back right away. I think he's gonna start for the Raiders. He he looks phenomenal uh, on on the receiving end. I saw today he had like a one handed catch in in camp. So I think they're gonna give him every opportunity to start. So that's why I have him in tier four. I, I'm actually t- I've been targeting him in a lot of my mock drafts, and he's probably going to rise. So I'll probably you know I'm, he'll probably end up going at the back end of the second by the time you know towards the end of August where we're doing our drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I think he's going a very safe location. I I like to target at least one rookie typically. No, of um, course. And that's why I like Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. I think both of them have an opportunity to start um, or at least start very soon and. And, you know, Excel. I think David Montgomery reminds me of Kareem Hunt. It wouldn't surprise me if he had, like, a, a similar season as, as Kareem Hunt did his rookie year where he's leading. I'm not saying he's leading the NFL in rushing, but, he, you know, he's producing, and he's a fantasy steal. Um, and then Mark Ingram, I think he has an opportunity to be the lead back in the Ravens offense who are going to expect to run the ball. So that's where I have him there. Where Did you have Mark Ingram in any of those? I have Mark Ingram in my tier, tier four. four. Who's yeah. your tier fours real quick? My tier four, I think the only difference we have, um, actually we have actually we have a couple differences. Um, or I have a couple extra guys in there. I have Darius Geis in there. I have Sonny Michelle in there. I also have Leonard Fournette. Um, then I have David Montgomery, Mark Ingram, uh, Kenyon Drake, and Tevin Coleman. For me, the guy that I really want to talk about is Kenyon Drake. I think... The, the reason I have him as my tier four and not maybe a tier three or a tier two is because of the offense he's in. And if he, for some reason, isn't getting the carries, he could end up basically being a non-factor. And that's, that's what worries me. And that's what worries me well, a he's lot. he's not even the starter right now in camp. 
and that's crazy to me because uh, he was so good at Kellen, the end of the year last that, year. Valage is, yeah. is the starter in camp. I, I, but that means that's in camp. I, a lot I, of people I still, we'll see come I still think if they are if they if the coach actually gives him the carries, he has have the potential I'm, to be a solid number two running back. I this think year. they end up um, using a two back system in in the Dolphins, and the good thing is Kenyon Drake's so good in the receiving end that, that make up for it. Yeah. That's where he's gonna where where Callen is not. He's not a receiving back. He's gonna get his he's gonna get his points. And then you talk you talked about guys like uh, rookies uh, as far as like coming out. Darius Guys technically for the most part is a rookie, and I think. He had so much promise going into last year. Where and I think he's healthy he, now, apparently. And, yeah, and if he's healthy, I think he has the potential, as, as much as I'd say it, because he's a Redskin and I'm a Cowboys fan, but he has potential to really be good this year, and I think he could be your solid number Would two back take, and could be one of the rookies that that surprises or at least breaks out this year. Darius Geis or Sony Michelle? Who would you take I think over? I would take Darius Geis just because I believe his upside is a little bit higher, and the Patriots use so many running backs. Even with Peterson maybe taking some carries, I still think guys can have more more upside. All right, so you're expecting guys to come out as the starter. Yeah, I have Cole, I have Michelle as my lo- last guy on my Tier 4. I, I, I'm scared mm-hmm. to take any guys in that in that system. Here's where I'm taking Sony Michelle or um, James White. He's probably my Tier as, 5. As my, as, my, as my flex or my backup like after I've drafted two starters for sure that can pl- either mm-hmm. plug in on a bye week or you know, depending on how he does, maybe or a good matchup. There you go. Or somebody gets So injured. that's where I have him. Same with Coleman because of the three running backs with um, with uh, Brita, who I know you're not high on, and the other guy uh, McKinnon, yeah. who I think is probably gonna be is probably gonna be more of a of a threat out of the backfield for catches and uh, stuff look, like that. The thing I is, I think Coleman's gonna be the guy that gets. I most think of the Coleman's carries. gonna be the starter. McKinnon has is on the pup list as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know McKinnon. McKin- it wouldn't surprise me. McKinnon doesn't make the team. If he doesn't make the team, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh-huh. They cut him. Um, but Coleman will end up the starter. I believe all three backs are very similar. They're all receiving end. They can run the ball. So we'll see how that plays out. If I was going to bet my money, I would probably bet it on Coleman. But I think McKinnon's ADP is extremely low. I think he's going like the 12th yeah, round. If they don't cut him and he and If healthy. he makes a team, yeah. I, I would take a flyer on him as a, as a potential, you know, look – Kyle Shanahan had to modify the offense when McKinnon tore his ACL. That was right before week one. He had to completely change the offense. McKinnon was very much intact in this offense, how they wanted to do things. So, And the other guy... I'm not sure if... They, look, Coleman can do the same things, but who are you going to say? Oh, my last guy is um, Leonard Fournette, or the guy mm-hmm. that I kind of want to discuss of the guys I listed. Philip Lindsay, you know, he's the starter in Denver. You know, he's going to have another good year. I think he's solid as a number two running back. I think of the guys in here, other than maybe Mark Ingram and Geis, I think he's the most solid of those. All right, I would take him for sure as my number two running back. The other guys have boom-bust potential. But I like upside with my running back twos, so that's why I put a couple of those guys on there. But Leonard Fournette, for me, is a boom bust potential, but the reason I'm I have him as one of my top guys in 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 this thing is because I do believe he's gonna bounce back. I do believe having now Nick Foles as a quarterback, so having a solid offensive line, still having you know having a quarterback that can actually throw the ball down the field is gonna open up so much for him. And Maybe. I think and I and, for and, 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 and that's, well that's obviously up. the hope. And yeah. you're gonna, and there's going to be plenty of people. Maybe not me. Maybe not you. But someone that will take a chance on that, and they could end up paying dividends. And we're here to give the people options. Look, to me, I think Fournette is in the same category as Derrick Henry. I don't want to pay the draft capital of where he's going 
to find out what he becomes. It's just crazy to me that people are taking him from literally being a top maybe five, six, like a guy you would take literally in the first round or no, two last year, to yeah. now a guy that you... Fournette's going in the third round, though. And that's what I'm saying. I like, don't think he's as... valued there. I think he's more... Look, I would take the chance maybe in the fifth or sixth round. I still think he's a top four round guy. I, I do. I fully... If I could... If I... Uh, let's I, we honestly what we should do one of these days is do and maybe we can do it right now is is do a draft or we can yeah. control it. I, if I but, if I get a running back in the first round if I have a top top three pick and in the first pick I get is a solid running back a Zeke McCaffrey. Look, okay, go go. But look, let me tell you ADP where he's going. It doesn't matter if would you take Leonard Fournette over Carry on Johnson? No, but I, but my or, thing. But here's my thing, and it ha- always happens in leagues. Guys take. A shit ton of running backs, so you end up getting a Leonard Fournette in the third round because so many running backs went. Before no, but him. he's going already in in the third round. He's going high high end third round. So to me, I would take Carry On Johnson over him. I take Josh Jacobs. I take David Montgomery. I'll take Mark Ingram over him. I don't know that I would take Mark Ingram over him. I know I would. I think Mark Ingram is going to be the bell cow there. Chris Carson. I would take over him. I don't know that I would take Chris Carson either. I would Again, take... I, I don't Tal- trust... You just don't like him. I don't trust Seattle sure. running backs with that offensive I'll line. I'll even take Tevin Coleman over him. How about Darius Geis? Barely. So that's all those players being drafted after him. And to me, Leonard Fournette is going almost in the beginning of the third round. But here's my... I just don't see the that guys Of the guys you listed, I think you'd be happy with any of those guys in the third round, third, fourth round. Sure. So but to me, like I said, about? if I'm going to take the chance, and this is the same thing with Derrick Henry, if they're going in the fifth round, I would take that chance because, look, these players that are going behind him, I, I think have more talent, well, at least carry on, and, and well, I'll just say carry on because Leonard Fournette has high talent. He does. But I think Leonard has a way more bust I'm not saying aspect he, to him. I don't even know he's going to make the Jaguars. I'm, I think that's absolutely crazy to think he's not going to make the team. I think that's absolutely asinine. He would have. He's going to be the starter going into week one. He whether be. whether he doesn't, whether he does something with it, or he stays healthy or not, is another question. But if he stays healthy, I don't, I don't think there's any question that he's the number one running back on that team. So going on ADP right now, uh, Damian Williams is going in the middle of the, of the second round. Do you think that's a you would take him? So if you took, let's say. Um, let's say Le'Veon Bell, would you take Damian Williams in the second? Yep, 100%. Would you take Damian Williams, oh, give me a second, over uh, Antonio Brown? If Antonio Brown's there, I wouldn't, but I, I know there's people that are going to take him lower. So that, like, like you, Yeah, because Damian Williams is going 2-7, and Antonio Brown in ADP is going 2-9. So that's what I'm saying, and on that's on average. Yeah, you've you I sure there's we, of we, course every draft has there's a bunch of morons who'll but, take. But a that's what I'm saying. This is all hypothetical. But this is why you should be but, listening to us. But in my a lot of my drafts either. But in scenario, one, one, two, one or two things happens. Either people take a hell of a lot of running backs, and you end up getting stuck with top receivers later in rounds, or someone takes a shit ton of high quarterbacks and receivers and running sure, backs. Sure, but drafts. in general, a normal league with people who know what they're doing. Yeah, no, of course if, I'm taking Antonio Brown over Damian Okay, Williams, so how about but, Mike? I'm just trying to get of where he would potentially go. Mike Evans. Would you I would over? take him over Mike Evans, yes. Okay, how about T.Y.? No. Okay, one last one. Adam Thielen. No. You would take Adam Thielen over But the thing Damian is, Williams. Mike Evans, I would put lower 
below those two because I don't I don't trust Mike okay, Evans. So, um, so that's a whole other thing. Let me go off of um, now on on Leonard Fournette. Would you take Leonard Fournette or Amari Cooper? Because they're being drafted fairly close. I would, depending on where my team is. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, if I have a one running back, I'm probably going to take Leonard Fournette. If I have two running backs, I'll take Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're always going to drive unless you're in a full PPR still, league. You're still, probably going to always drive a still, running back more in a I premium. still believe the wide receiver depth is so deep sure. to the running backs that if you can get a guy like Leonard Fournette as your number two and you you set your running back one into it, Ezekiel and Fournette, per se, uh-huh. after three rounds and have another receiver there, you're sitting pretty, and then you just draft so, for depth. So, really quickly, we'll run through a sleeper mock with our running back tier just to see how we end up, you know, how we use our tiers. Uh and then we'll, we'll just run through it real quick. All right, we're about to do a mock draft. Chase is at the one spot. We're at the four spot. I'm at the four spot. Um, 12 team, half point PPR. Um, Chase, I'll let you probably take Zeke would be my guess. No, You're not going to go Zeke? I'm going to take Saquon. Oh. The reason, and I just don't want to get too into it, but the reason why Saquon is now my, um, have we started the draft yet? Oh. It won't let me there drive. we go. Go. The reason why I'm taking Saquon is because with the all the receiver injuries and stuff, he's literally gonna have to be the guy, and that I think is that and uh, what's his name? Tate, oh, Alvin. Tate being so I'm at four. Uh, Christian McCaffrey went two. Zeke went three, and I got Alvin Kamara at four. Which I think if you're in the first four spots, See, you James Conner very... in this one went five. I don't know that I would take taking him before Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, and David Johnson. That's that's crazy I would probably take and, David Johnson over him. And, who, and whoever got David Johnson, Todd Gurley, first two picks is absolutely could end up running very away with team. the whole damn thing. So I have Nick Chubb, Antonio Brown. I'm just looking at the at the receiving option to see if I, if I don't draft a receiver who will come back at me. And like at worst scenario, I might end up with like Amari Cooper. So and Nick Chubb is there, and well, see right. If I Nick were in Chubb your... is my look. Nick Chubb is my tier top tier three. If I were in your spot right back. now, I would take Nick Chubb right now. Yeah, I'll take Nick Chubb because I think somebody's gonna come around to me. Oh yeah. And look, my two receivers went though, but what I know is at least I have. I'm fairly confident. And Leonard Fournette's right there, and I can get another guy with him, so I'm going to take him there. This is a situation where I would take Leonard Fournette, and then I would look at wide receivers, and you have T.Y. Hilton sitting right there yeah. and Adam Thielen. I'm probably going to take Thielen just because not not sure about Andrew Luck's. Um, so, damn, man, Derek, Derek Henry went hella high in this yeah. one. Holy well, he's going about right there. That's crazy to me. Um, anyway. Keenan Allen. So, look, I have Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. I have a low end one in Keenan Allen. I'm fine with that. I'm probably gonna have to go heavy here. Patrick Mahomes is off in the third. I feel like that's fairly low for him. Look, look. If you're in a lower team, if you're in ten or eight team league, I would, I would probably get Patrick Mahomes in the second. I'll take the chance. All right, it's back to me. And this is one of the one I was talking about. Mark where there's a Ingram lot of running backs there. Going. I think I'm gonna take Mark Ingram as my number three, which I have, I have him as, as a tier four. I think I'm gonna take it and be happy with that. Yeah, there's a lot of receivers. And I think right here I would be perfectly happy taking Sony Michelle, hundred percent, and I get another pick anyway. So I think having him in either the fourth or fifth, whatever you want to consider him as. Hey, we dropped solid for value. We went back, we went back to back running back, then receiver, then then running. Back. And um, receiver wise, I 
we obviously when we talk about receivers, mm-hmm. I, we're gonna you know go into that. But I like Cooper Cup a lot this year, and I think Cooper Cup right there with Dylan as my two receivers is and very. And the nice. guy that I wanted fell to me, Chris Goodwin. He is getting so much hype. And I think I think he has a reason to. I don't trust Mike Evans. <laughs> I do not trust Mike Evans, and I don't even think Mike has and Mike Evans gone. Out. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, he has gone. He's okay. gone away earlier. Hopefully my guy comes back to me. Yes. So Dante Pettis there as my number three receiver. I feel very well with See, that and my receiver. I'm looking at now. I don't really like the receivers that are there, and I have two receivers. I feel like the depth now you're between um, no, but I'm looking at running back again. Um, between where everything's at, I like Geis a lot, and I think if you get Geis in the sixth round, that's an absolute freaking steal. I mm-hmm. like him right there. And then I can go on the back and get a running uh, a wide receiver that I feel more comfortable with drafting in the seventh round, and I think I feel pretty confident drafting um, not Al- not Allen Robinson, Marvin Jones here. Now, no, none of my tier running backs are here; they're all gone. Um, I'm t- right now. I'm just peeking at the tight end position. I I think I might take. Jared Cook here. Yeah, I'll take Jared Cook. And I'll have to worry about that position. I feel fairly confident that my running backs are, are very well uh, maintained. I can I can handle it third in the season. I have Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Keenan Allen, Mark Ingram, Chris Goodwin, Dante Pettis, Jared Cook. And Chase has Saquon, Fournette, Adam Thielen, Sony Michelle, Cooper Cup, Darius Geis, and Marvin Jones. And they'll get around after Saquon or and Thielen and Cup. Those are a lot of boom bust guys, but that's a lot of potential there. Mm-hmm. So it's back to me, and I'm looking. I'm just peeking at the what's available. I'm not necessarily liking anybody at the running back position at this point. Uh, so I think I'm gonna take MVS from the Packers as my number four. I think now's the time where I'm gonna look at at quarterbacks and I'm really high on him this year and I think he's golf yeah golf I take golf there and then I'm gonna go running back uh looking at you know I might as well get my handcuffed for uh which McCall it there since I got oh, three Adrian receivers Peterson? and get Adrian Peterson and so back to and then me. hope I can come back and get a good solid receiver depth for um yeah, for my backup still, receiver I'm not loving the the running backs at this point, I feel like there's there's some guys that'll come back around that I, I like uh, a lot more. So now I'm sticking to the quarterback position, and I'm I'm looking Russell Wilson's there in the pretty late, but I I think I just like the run. There's so many good quarterbacks here that I feel like somebody's gonna come back around to me. So I think I'm going to look at the. I don't. I don't necessarily like anybody here. I didn't like anybody really. Yeah. The receiver. If it wasn't for Peterson think, being there. I probably would have taken. A I receiver. think I'm going to take a chance with. With Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, I'll take Lashawn McCoy as as a high value. Like if he if he's oh, on the yeah. team. Oh yeah, I would have definitely looked at him coming back around for sure. Just a, as a or back. or if I was in the later positions mm-hmm. for sure. It's coming back to me. Damn, DK Metcalf went hella late here. And I'm pretty happy because Philip Rivers is there in the 10th round. 
And it's probably the earliest I've drafted a quarterback in a bit. And wow, a bunch of quarterbacks went off the board. Good thing I went quarterback. I like Jared Goff there. Jared Goff? Jared Goff. I said Jared Goff. Fuck you. And now here's where I'm probably going to start looking at maybe taking a tight end. Um, wow. I'm, I, I've taken a or, tight end before you. That's crazy. Because I do like a couple guys here. I do like Austin Hooper a lot. I do like his rapport with Matt Ryan and how well he does there. So I'm going to take him there. Especially if you have to draft a tight end. If you don't, then I probably would probably take a couple receivers here. But then I'm going to look at receivers. And obviously before his suspension, I would have taken Golden Tate here. Well, he probably would have went earlier than that. Well, that's what I'm saying. But now as my fourth receiver needing essentially that guy to basically be a guy that's going to play 16 games. Um, probably look at Kuti there. On my end, now I'm looking at Devin Singletary as... I, I have, I'm high on this guy. I think... Since I took LaShawn McCoy, might as well go get his potential. I'm not drafting Frank Gore, but as a potential starter if LaShawn gets cut. And it's coming back to me. Damn, a lot of freaking defenses have gone already. Yeah, people are crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't normally do this, but I'm going to take a second quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo as my high value there. High value backup. Lamar Jackson would be also a steal. I'm probably going to take a a quarterback here just because I get two picks. And I'm not necessarily high on him, but I took him last year. And I think he has a potential with a better offense this year to look good. And I think I'll go with Derek Carr. Ooh, over Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. And then Naeem Hines here as as a solid guy. So at this point, I have one, two, three... Or five. I like to end up with six running backs. And, I, got, I got six. Uh, you know, Callan Ballage, he might be the starter there, so I'm taking him as a as a potential starter option there. And then I still i I have th- I have four receivers, so I'll probably end up drafting one more and not drafting a kicker. If your league allows you to not draft a kicker, don't draft a kicker or even a defense. You could always do that, and it's back to me. And is there anyone that I'm just like loving? Not necessarily. Um, Deshaun Hamilton, Marquise Goodwin. I'll take Devontae Parker and, and bet that he's the number one receiver and he ends up better than any of those players available. I'm going to go ahead and take a chance on my boy Michael Gallup here. Dang. Drive my cowboy. And then I already got my six running backs, so I'm going to go ahead and draft a defense here. And I'm going to take the Eagles defense. And I'm going to take the Jets. I like my team. And you had a good team, too. Yeah, I feel very competent. competent. So if I ended up with that in a 12-team league, I'd probably be pretty Yeah, I'm happy. pretty happy. Look, my only downside is I don't necessarily love my receiving core. Um, but I can deal with it. I think my receivers are, I'm, I'm so deep at that position. Um, even you are deep. I, I really like Nick Chubb as my number two. I just Mark like, Ingram as my number I just, three. I just like the upside here. And like you, like you're talking about upside, you got guys who could end up being the starter and he's my fourth running back I drafted. Sonny Michelle, if he gets a lot of the hurries, he's my number three. So I have options there. And even, even Peterson, if guys doesn't i got both of them and then heinz we talked about a lot with marlon mack you know could possibly you know get some get some some play in ppr 
And then I was still able to get Adam Thielen, Cooper Cub, and Marvin Jones, who, in my opinion, are all number one and twos. Um, and then Kiki Kuti as, as, a, as a little sleeper, and then Michael Gallup as a sleeper. And after, honestly, as long as I get two to three solid receivers, I'm cool with, you know, having a couple sleeper receivers. Yeah, sleepers. I like to have players at the back back end of the draft that I'm able to cut without any, like, I have to hold them. Like, if for some reason Gallup or Cootie doesn't end up doing anything, I can cut them. Yeah, Parker, uh, Ballage, Singletary, even Jimmy G. I can cut these players, and I, and I can go out there in week one after that and go and get a player that I, I want to pick up. So we'll continue to kind of update you on how we draft and how we kind of do things. So stick mm-hmm. with us. Yep. We will have a great one with you guys. And, uh, yeah, take care, guys. Bye.